0: The birds are flying away. Don't back out on me when we're
2: almost done. Don't do
0: that to me. And we're saying goodbye to some old friends. It was
1: a crazy ride.
0: Saul and I are in love. (laughs)
2: chicken
1: <laughs> but i'd rather take a crazy ride with you than a normal ride with anybody else
0: i'm jared hall from entertainment weekly and here's what to watch this weekend friday may 29th through sunday may 1st we're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from tv and movies but first your entertainment headlines James Corden is preparing to say goodbye to his late-night talk show. Corden, holding back tears, made the announcement on Thursday's episode of The Late Late Show, telling the audience he signed a new contract to applause, but then warning them that the good news also comes with bad, that it's just for one more year. Have a listen.
3: When I started this, when I started this journey... It was always going to be just that. It was going to be a journey, an adventure. I, I never saw it as my final destination, you know? And I, I never want this show to overstay its welcome in any way. I always want to love making it. And uh, I really think in a year from now, that'll be a good time to, to move on and, and see what else might be out there, okay? But I've got to tell you, we're not leaving today. We still have a year to go, and I am... We are all determined to make this the best year we have ever had making this show. We are going to go out with a bang. There's going to be carpools and crosswalks and sketches and other surprises. And and there'll be be tears. There'll be so many tears. Um, Because this has been the hardest decision I've ever had to make. It really has. I've, I've never taken this job for granted, ever. Not once. And if you, the fact that you watch us at home or you watch us online, wherever you are, all over the world, the fact that we get to try and entertain you and spend time with you is an absolute privilege for me and every single person who makes this show. Um, Here's to the next 12 months. It is going to be a blast. I promise you that.
0: So with that, Corden will still be the show's namesake until spring 2023. You can watch his full announcement at EW.com. Dirty Dancing has spawned its own mini-universe since becoming a surprise hit in 1987, and now 35 years after Johnny Castle took Francis Baby Houseman out of the corner, the film is getting an appropriate sequel, it seems. During Lionsgate's presentation at CinemaCon on Thursday, a voiceover alongside footage from the original movie said, quote, Jennifer Grey returns to Kellerman's in the next chapter. Kellerman's is the upscale Catskills resort and setting for Baby's Transformational Summer with Johnny. Lionsgate provided no other details about this next chapter during its presentation. Also at CinemaCon, Paramount Pictures revealed the title of the next installment in John Krasinski's Quiet Place horror franchise, and it has some pretty clear implications. A Quiet Place, day one. Now, this is the title of the spin-off movie, set to be directed by Michael Sarnowski, who came in as a replacement for Midnight Special director Jeff Nichols, who was previously attached but has since dropped out. A more formal A Quiet Place Part Three is still in the cards for a 2025 release, and Krasinski, who directed part one and part two, is expected to take the reins on that film. And it's true. Josh and Benny Safdie are reuniting with their real muse from when they wrote Uncut Gems. Apologies to Julia Fox. After rumors began to swirl earlier this month, EW can exclusively confirm that Adam Sandler and his Uncut Gems directors are planning to reunite for a new project. In an interview with EW this week, Sandler said that he was, quote, going to do another movie with the Safdie brothers, though he declined to offer any further details. He did add that the Safdies are, quote, working hard on it. Their work ethic is bananas. They're always working, always writing, always thinking. I don't know what I can tell you, but it's going to be very exciting. It's different, but I don't want them to ever say, what the hell did you tell him that for? So I'll just let them talk. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head on over to EW.com. Number (music) five. Not gonna lie, we are awfully fond of this week's number five pick, but it's timeland to say goodbye to Grace and Frankie. The show began back in 2015 with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin's unlikely friends coming together when their husbands left them for each other. Now, after seven seasons of laughs, tears, and... good vibes, the final episodes will see Grace and Frankie's blended clan deal with more family drama, memory loss, and a dire prediction that becomes a matter of life or death. Here's a preview.
2: But as you approach the end, you start to wonder who you really are. You're going to want to look into her
1: anger issues. I'll send you my file. I've wasted too much time catering to the men in my life. I know what this is about. You just want to be with me. I do. Look, I know that you would do anything for me. And Beth at you. this is not the first time we thought our lives were over. I mean, the reality is one of us is going to lose the other. Unless we do a Thelma and Louise thing, Which I'm open to. Pass.
0: Yeah, that's not ideal no matter how old you are. But whatever happens in the final stretch, Grace and Frankie will finish its run on top. With those last 12 episodes, the comedy is officially Netflix's longest-running original series ever. No small feat for a show about two octogenarians. Creators Marta Kaufman and Howard J. Morris recently reflected on what they accomplished with the show in a conversation with EW.
2: The show was always at its heart about starting your life over at any point. And the fact that these women were in this age group just added to the urgency of starting over. But it also gave us, you know, we we didn't set out to do literally a show about two older women they just happened to be older women who were going through this. And then we got to explore all the stuff about sexuality and, and you know, vaginas and all that stuff. We were able to explore all of that because of the age of them. But yeah, that's about right. Right, Howard? I think, I think uh, you know, hope was always central.
0: And I think the reason why younger audiences also have, have really embraced the show is that it has that feeling that it's not going to be terrible, you know, and that there's, you know, you can keep restarting your life, which it seems like we have to more than ever. Um, So that was always the goal. But we always knew it was a Grace and Frankie episode if it had something to do with either age or how society uh, perceives age. It always, it, it definitely, we wanted to make it specific to them, you know, and by making it very specific to them, it turned out to, uh, you know, a lot of people related to it. Well, hopefully all those people's patience will be rewarded. And don't forget, their 9 to 5 co-star Dolly Parton joins them in these final episodes. How? Well, we're not going to spoil it. Find out by streaming the final episodes of Grace and Frankie on Netflix right now. Love triangles, track meets, And teen drama, it's all in our number 4 pick this weekend, the premiere of Crush. The new teen rom-com stars Disney Channel alum Rowan Blanchard as Paige, an aspiring artist who dreams of getting into art school and landing Isabella Ferreira's Gabby, the girl she's had a major crush on. Now when Gabby invites Paige to try out for the track team, she of course jumps at the opportunity to kickstart their relationship, but Auli'i Cravalho's A.J might win over Paige instead. Oh boy, here's a preview.
3: I need to be on my A-game to get into Cal Arts. Through your medium of choice, show us your happiest moment. No pressure though.
2: Paige, hey, come on, no edibles before school. We've talked about this. That would be my best friend Dylan. He's kind of like my platonic soulmate.
1: You think that your crush on Gabriella Campos is CalArts worthy? This semester, I'm gonna make my move. Oh, yeah? Name one time that you've made a move. Is she in slow motion again? Yeah. Music playing in the background? Mm Mm-hmm. You are a lost cause. It's time for you to move on. There are plenty of other queer options for you to date. Like who? who? What about Chantelle? Hell no, she's tried to put a love spell on me at least six times. Wait, duh, what about AJ? Why would I ever do that that's Gabby's sister? Hey, what about Amy? Gateway Gay, she's fingered every girl in the school.
2: So what? I'm sure she's washed her hands.
1: Hey. Are you coming out today? I've actually, I've been out for a really long time. I'm extremely gay. I was actually talking about track tryouts. Right. Maybe I'll see you later? I so long. Be.
0: Mega Mullally also stars as Paige's boundaryless mother, who helps Paige find herself through her loving, open-door policy parenting style. So, who will get the girl? Tune in to find out on the premiere of Crush, streaming now on Netflix. Also new to streaming this weekend is the second season of *Undone*, Amazon Prime Video's animated dramedy about a young woman who develops the ability to manipulate and move throughout time. Pretty cool. Well, we recently caught up with the show's cast at South by Southwest, where stars Rosa Salazar, Angelique Cabral, and Constance Marie, along with co-creator Kate Purdy and director Hisko Holsing, answered the question, "What you watching?" Here's Cabral to kick it off.
1: I'm obsessed with The Great, which I'm very, very much loving. And then right now I'm also, there's a show on ABC called Abbott Elementary. It's a, it's a oh, CD, yeah, and yeah. comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed yes. with Abbott Elementary. I'm watching a lot of that. And then um, The Dropout, also, I'm watching right now. Nice. nice. Let's, let's see, uh, Abbott Elementary, yeah, that's so something funny, I right? discovered. I love it. Yeah. It's so sweet, but inventing Anna is something that I'm... Mm. I didn't think I was gonna like at all, and I'm so deep into
2: figuring out what is wrong with this girl? And the boys, I cannot wait for the boys to come out. I think I'm gonna back up just a little bit, and I'm gonna watch some of it, and then I'm gonna jump back in when it comes out. I'm
1: re-watching all of Living Single, Right now, because I realize it's been too long, and I'm due for a rewatch, and that show is the best show. It just shaped my entire concept of being a woman, and friendship, and dating, and being a woman of color. Like it just, I'm going back to it, and it's so damn ahead of its time. Like I'm rewatching some of these episodes I'm like, oh my God, this is a groundbreaking show. I mean, and Eric James, I mean, come on. Like (laughs) there's so many amazing performances on that show. Um, And then Survivor. (laughs) I had never watched one episode of Survivor in my life. It's been amazing watching Survivor. Like just the social dynamics, it's a lot like mafia. The game and this is reminding me a lot of tribal council <laughs> Interesting. but i got really i'm um, now i'm one of those weird freaks it's like you watch survivor um, i
3: watch the show called alone yeah.
1: you heard of this show mm-hmm. it's insane like they have to like hunt and like build their own houses it's similar it's like to naked and afraid yeah right? uh, so i have a two-year-old
3: who's obsessed with one youtube video <laughs> <laughs> I that all the day Bli- every day it's called winter gardens marble machine and it's this guy from germany <laughs> who's made this giant music box by hand and it he like turns a crank and it Marbles fall and hit his eyes. would fell.
1: be your kid. <laughs> uh,
2: what I saw was really, that uh, I thought was fantastic, was uh, Get Back, the film but
1: <gasps> Get Back!
2: Yeah. Oh my
1: god, amazing! Yeah, that I footage. It twice.
2: I mean, it's about eight hours long. It's like, you know, we, we all know how the creative process works from ourselves. Like, you start off with something rough and then you build it out and then and you need discipline. And It was like you're sitting there. Seeing all that beautiful stuff come to life was so uh, fantastic.
0: That is quite a list of recommendations right there. It ought to help fill up your queue for a while. To recap, you can find The Great, Abbott Elementary, Living Single, and The Dropout streaming on Hulu. Alone is on Hulu and Discovery Plus. Inventing Anna is on Netflix. The Beatles Get Back is on Disney Plus. Survivor on Hulu, Paramount Plus, Amazon Prime, and Netflix. And The Boys. On Amazon Prime Video, where you can also stream Undone Season Two right now. Our next pick might keep you up at night. It is the series premiere of Shining Girls. The new psychological drama series from Apple TV Plus tells the story of Kirby, played by Elizabeth Moss, a woman who's experienced violence at the hands of a mysterious man named Harper and is forced to relive the trauma over and over again as she shifts into alternate versions of herself. Wagner Moura's Dan helps Kirby unravel the secrets behind other horrific attacks done at the hands of the same man that have spanned decades, therefore leading them to believe that Harper, played by Jamie Bell, can time travel. Here's a preview.
3: There are multiple women dead over multiple decades. He's the one connecting them. There'll
1: be more. I don't know how, but he's been watching me since I was a kid. He's everybody. He's nobody. He's all the time.
2: Why are you doing this?
1: How are you doing this? Just because something hasn't happened doesn't mean it won't. We're all connected change for me just like that and then it happens again and again and again
2: you shouldn't be here
0: His name. EW sat down for an around the table with the cast, and Jamie Bell gave some insight into how he decided to play the character of Harper. Since the audience knows immediately that he's the killer, he said it wasn't a matter of who did it, but more like, why'd he do it?
2: In the scenes, you know, if he's meant to be threatening and creepy, it was always kind of like, well, if you just play him with threatening and creepy, it's not really creepy. So it's like, in my mind, you know, if he's meant to be intimidating, but well, maybe let's do it. He's in a romantic scene, or you know, maybe it's a meet cute. Actually, in his mind, or in his mind, it's a it's a dream or a fantasy. So I was always trying to find the other things to play in it. And then the journey of the character obviously he's 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 obsessed with control. It's all about dominance and control. And so the journey of the character is is the unraveling of that control and what lies underneath this man who has this desire to extinguish this desire to control to dominate. Underneath it is obviously someone who's very weak who was incredibly humiliated who is diminished, emasculated. So knowing that all of that lies underneath and knowing that the show would go to these places and allow me to kind of unravel that and have him kind of spiral out of control was really thrilling. And I kind of worked with um, better people to allow me the space to do that. And um, I was very lucky and very fortunate to be involved with all these incredibly talented people here today.
0: Moss said that playing a character with shifting realities was difficult because the reactions had to be unique each time her world changed. Catch all of that mind-bending and quite a few wigs on the series premiere of Shining Girls, streaming now on Apple TV+. It's trivia time! Very early in her career, Elizabeth Moss voiced a character in a sequel to what classic holiday TV special? Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or A Charlie Brown Christmas? Stick around for that answer, along with our top two picks. What to watch? We'll be right back. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Need some new ultra-soft bath towels? Or maybe a personalized cheese board for your next big house soiree? Our next pick has sort of got you covered. It's the series premiere of I Love That For You. SNL alum Vanessa Bayer stars in the new Showtime comedy as Joanna Gold, a perky and bright-eyed lover of the shopping network SVN. She's always dreamed of working there, and when opportunity strikes, she takes it and becomes the network's newest host. But after some less-than-stellar reviews, she's almost fired and decides to lie to her boss that the childhood leukemia she truly once had is now back. Here's a preview.
1: This is item H-9891, the Twinsies Tandem Snuggie. And you know, it's such a mood lifter, so throw out your Prozac, y'all. Just kidding. Please don't throw out your Prozac. (gasps) My dream was always to be a host on SVN. Of course, I would not do anything without discussing it with you first.
0: We've been on like two dates.
1: Mm, Three. (laughs) Are you new? Yeah. Ugh. Uh,
0: uh who is this person?
1: I hail from Cleveland, and if y'all are looking for a real good friend, you know who to call. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Darcy, move her down to 3 a.m. 3 a.m., yeah, I agree. This comedy also stars Matt Rogers and Bayer's fellow SNL alum Molly Shannon. It's loosely based on Bayer's real-life experiences of having leukemia as a child. Watch and see if Joanna can stay strong and dig herself out of the lie of a lifetime. I love that for you. Debut Sunday at 8.30 p.m. on Showtime. And now we've got one more goodbye for our number one pick this weekend, Ozark. The back half of the Netflix drama's fourth and final season arrives Friday, concluding the story of the Bird family in what's sure to be surprising and bloody fashion. The final seven episodes pick up right where the mid-season finale left off, with Ruth vowing to get revenge on drug lord Omar Navarro's nephew Javi, who murdered her beloved cousin Wyatt. Meanwhile, Marty and Wendy fight to keep their family together, appease both the cartel and the FBI, and finally leave the Ozarks for good. Here is showrunner Chris Mundy, along with stars Jason Bateman, Laura Lenny, and Julia Garner to tease what you can expect in the final
2: episodes. Javi's mom, Navarro's sister, becomes a significant part of the endgame. And then there's an old face from the past that comes back. We bring bring Rachel back to the Ozarks, um, which to me is really satisfying because she's such a part of the fabric of that place and our show, both that character and Jordana who plays plays Rachel. So the Ozarks gets you know it's it's she hasn't been around since the end of season two, which I think is great. And and then Hobby's mom adds kind of to what Laura was saying, like the depth of the Navarro family and and their dynamic as you're playing out the, you know, the bird dynamic and the Langmore dynamic. So um so uh that's really satisfying just for us as, you know, of the people walking around in the
3: show. It's also really fun to see uh, Dell come back only because the stitch right up his face
1: <laughs> and
0: brought it all back together is
3: really impressive. The blood spigot does not ever get turned off on Ozark. As blue as it is, it needs to remain somewhat red to keep things uh, <laughs> consistent. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I I feel like the average is, stays pretty consistent. Um, you can always count on something going wrong for somebody uh, in every episode or every other episode, at least.
0: Chris always keeps it interesting, not only for the audience, but for the actors, every season making the show. It's like, all right, who's on the chopping block now? Well, you can see more from that conversation in our Around the Table with Ozark over at EW.com, and you can find out who's on the chopping block in the final episodes right now on Netflix. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Very early in her career, Elizabeth Moss voiced a character in a sequel to what classic holiday TV special? Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or A Charlie Brown Christmas? Well, hopefully it'll be a... Happy Jolly Soul, if you got this right. The answer is Frosty the Snowman. Moss voiced the protagonist Holly in 1992's Frosty Returns when she was just 10 years old. Incidentally, she also voiced an unnamed character in the Peanuts TV special It's Spring Training, Charlie Brown. That is our show for this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you next week, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend.
2: What
1: to
0: Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina and Callie Shepp, produced by Ashley Boucher, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.